Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Ah, bonjour. (laughs) Bonjour. I am so happy, as always. That we get to come together, transcending time and space, in order to liberate our minds. So grateful and so thankful to welcome the truth into our awareness. So grateful to let go of all the blocks to love, known and unknown, felt and not felt, recognized and unrecognized, hidden there. In the recesses of our awareness, we're giving them all up to the Holy Spirit for healing. And we are grateful and thankful to let them go forever. Yes, I'm starting to pray already. Well, let's get to it. So I invite you to place your hand on your heart as I am doing. And we take this deep breath of love and gratitude, love and gratitude actually causes, when we move into love and gratitude, causes a little endorphin rush. So this is why in my year-long Masterful Living class, uh, one of the things that I share is love and gratitude is our most basic practice. I also share this in the Finding Freedom from Fear spiritual boot camp classes, that this becomes a baseline practice for us, that No matter what's going on, if we're feeling perturbed or disturbed, hand on my heart, take a breath, love and gratitude, finding it in my awareness and finding something I can be grateful for. Right now I'm grateful for the sun pouring in, the birds singing, the opportunity to delve into A Course in Miracles, and commune with our beautiful teacher, Jesus, with the Holy Spirit joining together. So we give ourselves that higher vibration instantly by doing this simple practice of hand on our heart, deep breath, love and gratitude, gratitude and love. So grateful and so thankful that God is, that love is, that we are part of an infinite expression of God's love and gratitude. Yes. Choosing to focus on love and gratitude, it lifts our vibration up above the battlefield. Every cell, every fiber, every function lifted to a higher vibration. Our brain chemistry supports our ability to see and know and feel and hear more clearly infinite wisdom. So grateful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and to recognize that we have a divine destiny, that it truly is written in our heart as it is written in the stars. It is written that we are awakening. We're ascending in our awareness. It's unstoppable, and we are grateful and thankful to help it along, to speed it along, and to choose our wholeness, to choose our liberation, our freedom, to choose to forgive everything in all directions of time and space, to lay the burden down, to let it be lifted off of us. So grateful and so thankful to consciously connect and commune in the love of the Spirit. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. So it's funny, the topic today is you always get what you want, and I'm uh, I'm a Rolling Stones fan myself, and... uh, been a Rolling Stones fan since I was about 14, 15 years old. 
And <laughs> I remember when I first discovered the Rolling Stones, it was just, they were definitely false idols. There's no question about it. And I, um, I got to see the Rolling Stones for the first time, seen them many, many times, uh, for the first time when I was 15, and it totally just was magical for me. And I remember my dad saying to me around that time that uh, kind of all things in moderation, you're excessive in your enthusiasm for the Rolling Stones. And I remember saying to him, oh, dad, I just hope you find something that you love as much as I love the Rolling Stones. I just... Uh, and, and it's so funny because I used to listen to music constantly, constantly, constantly. And any kind of music, well, not any kind of music, but sometimes I'd listen to classical all day long or jazz or whatever. But uh, I really don't do that much anymore. I, I, When I'm working and things like that, I'm much more interested in the stillness or the sounds of the birds and nature is really what I prefer. But I do like listening to music when I'm cooking and doing other things. But anyway, so of course the Rolling Stones are famous for their song, You Can't Always Get What You Want. And uh, one of the classics, You Can't Always Get what you want and um a course of miracles tells us you always get what you want you always get what you want and i i'm i'm required sometimes i'm not the best admin, but I'm supposed to give the topic of the radio show a month in advance, and I don't. Uh, I try to give it a week in advance. But it's challenging because I don't like to set the topic, you know, but I tune in and see what Spirit says. And this is what we got, and I'm excited for it. So one of the keys to what I'm going to be sharing today is uh, it's I'm, I'm looking at I'll tell you where I am I'm in chapter 21 which is entitled reason and perception so understanding how the mind works the, how the ego thought system works and how our natural mind of God works and this section is section seven, which is entitled The Last Unanswered Question. And I'm just going to pause here for a second and say, people ask me sometimes which version of the course I'm using. I'm using an FIP version that I think this book was printed in 96. I actually bought it used. It's uh, the only one I've ever used. I did buy it used because when I bought it, I wasn't, I didn't have a lot of money and I was very frugal about books and things like that. I buy used books still. I'm resourceful, resourceful that way. And yeah, I'm not sure. But this is the FIP version. People ask me from time to time, and people have asked me to do a radio show on what do I think of the version that was put out by Circle of Atonement. I did have Robert Perry as a guest on the show. I have not seen that version. I don't think I've even held it in my hand. Um, I I just don't know anything about it. And I know people who love it. And I, I, I haven't used this one up. <laughs> this one is the gift that keeps on giving. Good Lord. So I, I, I think I'm just, uh, I'm so good with this one right here. But you never know. And I don't, I don't have any, I just don't have any thoughts about the other version. I will say this. 
And there are, of course, there are more versions than that. It's just not about studying the book. To me, uh, this radio broadcast is part of my spiritual practice, just like recording my daily prayers is part of my spiritual practice, just like writing my daily inspiration and magazine articles that I write and things like that. I write for Miracle Magazine, Miracles Magazine, published by John Mundy, and I write for... uh, Miracle Worker magazine in the UK and uh, other magazines. All of these things I do, I do as part of my spiritual practice. And so this radio broadcast, you're joining me in my spiritual practice. That's how I feel about it. We're joining together. This is our partnership uh, together in understanding the truth so we can fully apply it and live it. So not studying it, but really looking to embrace it in our heart so fully and with such a sense of being compelled to live it, to walk it, to demonstrate it, to prove God, as I say in my classes, to really prove God that these are the principles If we live by them, if we understand what the truth is, if we come back home to an awareness of what the truth is, that liberation is automatic. And that's what we're doing together. That's what we're doing together. And it is precious to me. It is a precious appointment. The only radio show on this network that has a broadcast every single week of the year, a new episode every single week of the year. Uh, There are different times of the year when the network takes a vacation and they play archive, but not me. And I just say, can I be the exception (laughs) because I... I just feel I'd like to, to do a new episode as part of my my spiritual practice, like I say. <sighs> I feel so blessed that we get to do this. All right. So in this section seven, the last unanswered question, we're going to get to what that question is. But part of the premise here of what Jesus is teaching us is that we're choosing hatred. That's what he says. And so in order to vent that hatred, self-hatred projected outwards, we need a target, an enemy. Could be your body, could be a politician, could be a former spouse, a neighbor, a boss, a co-worker, needs an enemy. And we can see, looking at the world and how things are coming up with uh, in the United States, there is a movement these people are the immigrants are the enemy, right? Illegal immigrants or just plain immigrants are the enemy. People who are not Christian, they're the enemy. Jews are the enemy. Muslims are the enemy. Brown-skinned people are the enemy. Left-wing people are the enemy. Uh, and and there are pe- plenty of people in left-wing politics who think that everybody on the right is the enemy, right? This idea of an enemy, it gives people, some people, a reason to live. It really does. They, without focusing their seething hatred, their self-hatred outward onto an enemy, 
they don't have anything. They're empty in their, their heart and their mind. Uh, that's what they fear. So they focus their energy on that. It makes them feel alive and powerful. That's how the ego operates. I used to walk around seething with anger and hatred. And I focused it at organized religion. I focused it at politicians. I focused it at all kinds of things. And now I see I have no enemies. I have no enemies. None. And I see, I'm so interested in seeing the long view. Rising above the battleground. And cultivating that ability to see beyond time and space. And to see what's real. So, for instance... My mom's long illness with cancer, her death, at the beginning that was terrifying when she got that terminal cancer diagnosis. So upsetting, freak out. I wasn't as freaked out as the rest of my family because I know life is eternal and I at least intellectually understood everything works together for good. And it was during that time that my mom was so ill that I started to study A Course in Miracles and practice it and realized that, oh, my personal practice of nonviolence that I had started eight years before, nine years before, was the same practice as in A Course in Miracles. It just was different in some aspects, but essentially the same and I began to practice with such a fervor that I had tremendous healing in my mind, far beyond anything I ever imagined, honestly, far beyond anything I ever imagined was remotely possible for me. For Jennifer Helen Hadley, it just seemed impossible. I've been trying for years to have a clear awareness of truth, a clear understanding of truth. And I had studied and studied and studied for so many years. And I was still so arrogant, still feeling so separate, and still wondering, where's the magic formula? Where's the, the thing that really opens the door and I no longer feel like I'm being kept out, left out. And with my mother's impending departure from this planet, this human experience, I became, I had the impetus, I had the commitment now. She is not leaving this existence until we have resolved everything. And I knew it was all me to do. It was all me to do. And I was going to do it. Because I, I was clear, we were going to go into a holy relationship, no matter what. And I didn't know how to accomplish it. And so I had to rely on the Holy Spirit, because I had already tried everything I could think of. By the time we got to that point. But then I was like, okay, now I've got to let God do it. There's no other choice. If it's going to happen, God's got to do it. And I have got to align with God's will for me. Because God's will for me is perfect love and perfect peace. And now I am going to align with God's will. And that's what changed my life. And that's what what, what I teach from now. It's what I share from. And it is everything. So what I'm going to invite you to do is to think about how many enemies do you have in your mind? How many people or things or situations do you count as an enemy? Something working against your happiness. 
because it takes great courage and it takes great willingness. It really does. It takes faith and it takes trust. It takes all of these things, which are not hard to acquire. You just have to decide that is what you are doing because it's worth doing to you because you are precious and you are tired of suffering. And you make that decision and you get clear, what are your enemies? Who do you give yourself permission to hold in your mind as an enemy? You see, God is all there is. There's nothing against God. You know, people talk about the ego as though there is a separate power. And the ego is not a separate power. There are no other powers. There is one power, and it is God. It is the power of love. That's it. Love is the only power. No other powers. It's delusionary to think that there's another power. The ego is nothing unless we lend it our power by identifying with it. It is a thought system. It is a puppet. It is a costume that we wear. It is an identification. It's a false identity. It has no volition. Only God has volition. So important to understand that. And if we don't understand it, we can ask the Holy Spirit to show us. We say, I would like to understand this. So, are you willing to trade the belief in enemies for the understanding of the truth? This really is the, the question. And this is why studying, just studying the workbook, it's in the text and all that, it can be a giant distraction from actually doing the work. It just can be. And that's why in my classes, we don't study A Course in Miracles. We are totally focused on living it and having realizations of truth that we apply in our life. We're actually living the lessons, doing the lessons, not by studying them, but by taking the principles and looking in our heart, doing the introspective healing work. And this is the only thing I know that really transforms a person's life. It is extraordinary to watch how quickly people's relationships, their body health, their finances, all whatever it is that they would like to heal can actually heal when the work is being done. And it is just breathtakingly beautiful to come together and to share so beautifully and transparently. It's wonderful. We, uh, we just get the most wonderful topics from spirit to examine and look at it's such a healing in the mind and i'd like to say that if you're part of a study group if you are um, interested in finding a study group at the living a course of miracles.com website there's a study group map and if you have a study group, you can list your study group there. And we'll help you so that more people can find out about it. And if you're looking for a study group, you can look for one there. And we're having more uh, Course in Miracles teachers list their events there. So we're working on this project. It takes so many volunteers and, and our staff our paid staff can only do so much. So your donations are appreciated very, very much. It goes to fund uh, not just this radio show, but also projects like the study group map and the free text messages. 
and the free classes. We just did all these wonderful forgiveness classes, and we're planning to do some more. It takes a lot of work, a lot of planning, and we're happy to do it, and your donations fund that. And just more and more good things are coming, and I'm so grateful that we get to to share them. So I'm going to be going to a break here in just a minute. And what I invite you to do is just make a short list, pen and paper. Who or what are the enemies that you're holding in your mind? And are you willing to give them up in order to be free, in order to be living an awareness of the truth? It's a trade. You can't have both. That's how it works. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you are listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we are living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're talking this week about you always get what you want, unlike the declaration of Mick Jagger and Keith Richards by the Rolling Stones, you can't always get what you want. Of course, Miracles tells us you do. You do, you do, you do. And the thing that we always want is we want to see the enemy. So in this section we've been looking at here, chapter 21, section 7, the last unanswered question. Uh, at, at paragraph 5, yet hate must have a target. There can be no faith in sin without an enemy. Think of that, right? So we we have this belief in sin, that we're sinners, and no belief in sin without an enemy. Who that believes in sin would dare believe he has no enemy? Right? So think of it. What is a sin? A sin is, in a sense, it's like a crime. Right? A crime against God, against humanity, against nature, against your spiritual identity. That's what we could say a sin is. Well, if you've committed a crime, don't you definitely believe that you have now created an enemy somewhere? Might be God, might be nature, might be humanity might be your neighbor, right? So there can be no faith in sin without an enemy. Powerful, powerful stuff. It's just like hidden in the cracks and crevices here of these pages, my page 463. Who that believes in sin would dare believe he has no enemy. If you thought you could commit crimes and not have any enemies doesn't make any sense. And for some reason, it's flashing into my mind Batman. And I used to love that Batman show when I was a kid. It was my favorite TV show. That and the monkeys. Just love those shows when I was a little girl. And um, Batman always has an enemy, right? Arch enemy is nemesis. Um, the Joker comes to mind. But for those enemies of Batman, like would they have even existed? Like which came first? The, the Batman or the Joker, let's say. And I'm sure somebody knows what what that history is in those comics, but 
do people commit sins in order, some way, somehow, to have an identifiable enemy? To affirm how bad and wrong they are. To get the proof that they already hold in their heart. Do you see what I'm saying? I used to do that. So I know a lot about it. I did it as a kid. I did it for a long time in my life. I would commit unkindnesses, meanness, or sins in a sense, attacks against my body by drinking too much or smoking too much or eating too much or exercising too much or working too much. On some level, do you feel that you need an enemy? You always get what you want. So if you have enemies, if you feel like life is working against you, maybe that's what you want. So think on this. I'm going to jump ahead here a little to the end of this paragraph 5 where Jesus says alright I'm not going to jump ahead (laughs) so who that believes in sin would dare believe he has no enemy could he admit that no one made him powerless What if we're the ones that made ourselves powerless, that we wanted to be powerless? Why would we want to be powerless? Maybe it's because we fear using our power to hurt people. So we'd rather perceive ourselves as a victim. When I first understood this, coming from A Course in Miracles, It rocked my world. I realized that's exactly, that is precisely why I stay in this powerless victim place. It's because I am afraid deeply, profoundly to my core that if I had real power like All the spiritual teachings talk about if the power of my thoughts was immutable and everything that I thought came into manifestation, I would be a murderer. I would be a torturer. And I don't want that. So it's better for me to play small. This is why I teach classes. And it's such a focus in my curriculums, particularly Masterful Living, to how to stop playing small. We play small because we fear using the power of our mind, our words, our thoughts to decimate people. What if every thought that you had was spoken out loud and you couldn't, I think there's some movie, I don't know what it is, where everything, there's no way to have a private thought. Or I should say, there's no way to have, uh, in, in the movie, there was no way to have the illusion of a private thought. So we have the illusion of private thoughts that I can think, oh, I just hate you, you make me sick, and that that person can't hear that. But maybe they can't hear it with their ears. It's not traveling on sound waves in the air to them to perceive it that way. But we share the same mind. It's it's like a silent but deadly fart in the room. You know, everyone can feel it. Even if they don't know, even if nobody says anything, it's still there. And even if you don't recognize where it came from or anything, if you don't consciously have that information, your spirit knows precisely who is attacking you and why. Because everything is known in the mind of God. So, 
Could we admit that no one made us powerless? No one did it to us. Could we admit that? It goes on here. Reason would surely bid him seek no longer what is not there to find. So in other words, we're not going to look for the non-existent person or identity that made us be the sinner, have enemies, all these things that we think we are and that we have. We're not going to be looking for the root cause of this because there is none. It's all, we're the inside man. It's the inside job. So we're not going to look for it. Yet first, he must be willing to perceive a world where it is not. So that's the first step for us, is to perceive a world where these patterns of separation don't exist. The real world. And the real world is where we really are in our heart and in our mind. And the rest is an illusion of our own choosing. Remember, we're part of a collective called the Sonship. That's what A Course in Miracles calls it. The Sonship. S-O-N. Sonship. And the antidote is always available to us. It is not complicated. It is not difficult. It is simply a question of motivation. Teach only love for that is what you are. That is the purifying. That is the clarifying. That is the revelatory practice that undoes everything else. That's it right there. Teach only love for that is what you are. We're teaching love when we're being loving. We're teaching the power of love when we're being loving. Very simple. We are restored by being loving. Just like at the beginning of the the, the episode here, I was talking about how in Masterful Living and Finding Freedom from Fear, in these classes of mine, this is our baseline spiritual practice. It's not meditation. It's not chanting. No, I love all those things. It is practicing love and gratitude every moment. Being in the love, living in the love. I love, I heard a song this weekend. I'll have to find it. Um, and it, it was beautiful. It talked about how... The sun shines on the earth constantly, endless givingness, and asks for nothing in return. That is unconditional love. Broadcasting love powerfully. Givingness with nothing asked in return. That is love without condition. And that's the nature of love. The sun shines because it can. The sun shines because it can. So we can love because we can. And the only impediments to our being loving all the time are the thoughts in our mind that act like veils, veils to the truth. And the truth is we're one with each other. So when we withhold love from anyone, when we cultivate the idea of sin and enemy, we are feeding the wolf of separation. We are feeding that raging fire that will burn up our life if we let it. But any fire 
I'm, as I can say this unequivocally as a former Girl Scout, a former Girl Scout leader, and as someone who lived in a home for years where the main source of heat was a wood stove, you don't stoke that fire, that fire, she going to go out. And you ain't going to have a no fire and no more. <laughs> You've got to keep feeding that fire or it's going to go out. Don't feed the fire. That's what I learned. Girl, don't feed that fire. Don't feed that fire. Don't feed that fire. Don't feed that fire. Because that fire is burning up your life. It's burning up your health and your wealth and your well-being and your sense of prosperity and your sense of worthiness. Don't feed that fire. So, <laughs> see, just one paragraph. One paragraph is a whole, you could spend your whole life working with one paragraph in this book. Why do I need another book? My book is falling, falling apart. I need to find a book binder to help me put it back together. All right. So we must be willing to perceive a world where there's no enemy, no sin. No separation. It is not necessary, and I love this about A Course in Miracles, it is not necessary that we understand how we see it. We don't have to understand that. Isn't that great? See, this is one of the also one of the primary things that we work with day in and day out in my classes is stop trying to understand anything. Only the ego doesn't understand things. The spirit knows. So when we stop trying to understand things, then we can place our trust and faith in spirit to tell us the answer. The answer will be revealed to those who wish to know. And the only reason that we aren't aware of the truth is because we're afraid of the truth. Why are we afraid of the truth? Because we don't really know what the truth is. The truth is that we are whole, that we are perfect, that we are complete. And all the journey that we have made to think that we are not good, bad, wrong, unworthy, sinful. Course in Miracles calls it a meaningless journey, but it's meaningless only because it's a loveless journey, and love is where the meaning is, but it doesn't mean that it's a valueless journey. Of course, Miracles does tell us everything has value, and we can harvest all the learning from our experience, and it will make us appreciate love even more. It will make us appreciate the unity of all life even more. This I know because I've felt it. And let's also just think about this. The ego thought system was created or made by spirit because there's nothing else. It's just like a video game that we insert our mind into. It's like the matrix. And now we're willing to see that it is a matrix. It is a video game. It is like a software that we've inserted our mind to from which we can retrieve ourselves. And the Holy Spirit knows exactly how to unhook our mind from this separation software system. The Holy Spirit knows precisely how to do it with the maximum ease and grace, if we allow it. That is the key. Allowing. And what happens is, left to our own devices, most people, they kind of come and they go, and they can get distracted. You know, they go on a business trip for a week, they don't, they forget about their spiritual practice, and they get distracted. They do things they don't normally do. 
and then they go back home and somehow they're no longer praying, they're no longer blessing. I talk with people all the time for whom this is true and I say, you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Begin again. And here, here's an analogy for you. So I love to do Pilates on a um, reformer. And um, I'm, I'm looking for a home in the New Jersey area now and uh, near my brother in Montclair. And um, I'd love to have my own reformer at home. <laughs> and I just love working out on the reformer. Well, anyway... And I love taking classes on the reformer. And um, so I was gone for a few months. And so I wasn't doing my Pilates classes on the reformer. And, um, but I started right back in. And, you know, it's, uh, I'm not pushing myself super hard. But it's so easy to get back into it, even after months of a break from the Pilates. Uh, I mean, I've been doing other things, yoga and walking and all, you know, other things. But still, Pilates has its own particular way of working your system. But it, it comes back really fast. So that's it. So you drop off your program for a little while. It'll come back really fast. You don't have to go back to square one. It doesn't work like that with spiritual practice. Just start again wholeheartedly and give up the idea that you're a sinner for having stopped praying or fallen off the wagon or whatever you think of it. Right? Don't give, don't give in to that, that ego thought that you, you've made a mistake. Uh, it's just, it's, you could say it's a tactical error, but what I prefer to, the view that works better for me is to realize I, like everybody else in the sonship, we learn through contrast. I learn through contrast. This is the world of duality. The most basic aspect of the curriculum in this world is contrast. It's duality. That's what contrast is. So when we learn through contrast, we're learning. We can't be the happy learner learning through contrast, but we can choose to be the happy learner as a result of learning through contrast. And then you see it's all good. All good in God's neighborhood. All right, I'm going to get to this. Good Lord. Spirit is pouring it in. So we don't have to try to understand it. Don't try. Don't try. It says, nor should he try. For if he focuses on what he cannot understand, he will but emphasize his helplessness and let sin tell him his enemy must be himself. But let him only ask himself these questions, which he must decide to have it done for him. So here are our questions. Do I desire a world I rule instead of one that rules me? Yes, I do. I'm not a victim. Let me rule the world with my loving mind. Do I desire a world where I am powerful instead of helpless? Yes, I do. I'm tired of being helpless. Do I desire a world in which I have no enemies and cannot sin? You better believe it. <laughs> and then last question, and this is the last unanswered question. Do I want to see what I denied because it is the truth? Yes, I do. I want to see what I have denied because it is the truth. And the truth sets us free. It liberates us. OMG. <laughs> ah, sets us free. OMG. All right. We got there to the last unanswered question. So we always get what we want. Always. The world we see is the world we made up. It's what we want. 
and we can trade it for our deep heart's desire. Let's see. I would like to announce free text messages, free Course of Miracles app where you can set reminders. Set reminders to check for enemies, to love your so-called enemies. In that Course of Miracles app, it's totally free. Please tell your friends about it. Uh, Masterful Living Registration is about to start, and my next free class is next week. It's November 7th, and it's called Family Forgiveness. This is my theme now through Thanksgiving, Family Forgiveness, Uh, and it's on Wednesday, November 7th. Come and join me. We're going to do some deep work. Uh, I'm going to see if I can do some more of my Forgive and Be Free workshop, my live video workshop. So successful. I'd like to do it again before Thanksgiving. I'm trying to figure out, because it's three parts, how do I fit it into my schedule? I will figure that out. So stay tuned. Remember, all this free stuff, the constant outpouring, you can get it at jenniferhadley.com. You can sign up for my daily inspiration and prayers. Uh, You can sign up for my free How to Get Over It Forgiveness Workshop. There's a ton of stuff there for you. And also livingacourseofmiracles.com, free classes there. There is also um, the study group map is there and so much more. You can search all the radio archive there, get all the transcripts there as well. And follow me on YouTube. Jennifer H. Hadley is my YouTube channel, I think, and um, we're putting up all kinds of stuff there. All right. Hand on my heart. I'm grateful and thankful for the love of God shining in our hearts and in our minds. Grateful and thankful to allow ourselves to experience the fullness of God's love. We share the benefits with everyone. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Have a great rest of your week. I love you. Mwah.